Hello there. Uh, howdy, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Spectrum Talk. Um, oh. Chest got hurt, so that's weird. Whew, I'm just tired. Anyway, on to the uh, topic of the episode. My uh, <laughs> long day at work and on this Veterans Day, and uh, my meds are wearing off, so I'm kind of crashing, which is not the best time to make an episode, but I figured I'd make it today and try to upload it on Veterans Day because I got a little hyper-fixated on something that, uh, oddly enough, is rather related to veterans of... Uh, pretty much every war the United States has been in. And that um, that would be homelessness. Now, I know this is a lot different than the usual content. Of course, it's kind of becoming the usual content, these sort of serious and depressing topics, but that's why it's a variety podcast, and I kind of just talk about what's on my mind, whatever I decide to fixate on. And this is an important topic. That being said, uh, I don't know how long this episode's going to be probably might be on the shorter end because the research I did, um, like some of the stuff where I had to do a lot of the math myself, turns out this research has already been done. It's been done for a while, um, on both by private and private and public entities, government entities through several different administrations. It's been known about nothing's been done about it. Nothing's been acted upon. And it's uh, troubling. Very, very troubling. Uh, so homelessness, so we all know about homelessness. We all have interacted with the homeless or have seen them in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, we all have our own feelings about the homeless. Um, I don't understand how people cannot like the homeless in terms of hating the homeless being angry with them or any of that or anything. I don't like interacting with a lot of the homeless um, because of how it makes me feel. Uh, And also, I, being an autistic person, a lot of times uh, being in those situations, I'm put into a situation that I don't know how to interact um, when put in a group of people that uh, either are suffering from certain drug addictions or from untreated mental illnesses, whatever they may be, and trying to navigate that. I've been in those situations before, and I've tried to help a few, uh, some few, a few people. Sorry, I'm tripping over my words. And um, it's very, very unsettling. All for different reasons other than being homeless. It's just like... You know, they all, all the anxiety and everything. And then if I have a breakdown while they're having a breakdown, no one's getting helped. Um, and everybody gets hurt. Uh, so that, that sucks. But if I had the ability and the money to do so, I would end homelessness. Uh, I, I would end it. I don't have any contempt for them. I don't understand why cities hate them. Um, and do all these things to 
get rid of them except actually help them. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why people don't like them or are mad at the people that are suffering the worst thing imaginable instead of being mad at the entities responsible for them. Responsible for them living on the streets. I, I don't understand it. They're just mad of all these people who are obviously ill or suffering from addiction. And that's not everyone who's homeless, by the way. But those are usually the ones that you see that are causing trouble. Because of course they would be causing issues. If someone is strung out on anything and is having withdrawals, and someone, I, me being someone who has had withdrawals, though being from medication, let me tell you, that shit's not fun. And if that's happening, someone, and they're not able to do it in a private forum, and they're doing it in public, that's not fun. Or if someone is having a mental health crisis, but has no money or any way to get help or anything, and that's in public or on the street, that can be very dangerous. It's scary. But you should not be mad at those people going through that. You should be mad that there is no one taking care of them, despite having both local, state, and federal governments that run on billions of dollars and can do all this other bullshit except take care of the very citizens they claim to protect. Including those very people that fight for the country. Now, whatever your opinions are on veterans, there is one thing. Well, I guess there's some things we need to establish. A large part of the homeless community is made up of veterans and has always been made up of veterans since this country began. Um, because, guess what? When you go to war and you come back, some of the things that you're probably going to come back with, or there's a good chance you're going to come back with some form of mental illness, or at least one's going to get triggered, or a disability of some sort, or sickness, yada, yada, yada. And you're going to expect the government to take care of you, which is how we've, the government has always said it's going to do, and then the government continues to not do that at all, literally since the beginning. Uh, and I mean that literally, uh, that is how we got the Constitution. Uh for background on that, there's something called the Shays Rebellion. That had to do that got started because after the war, well, it was it was after the war, but kind of during the war was towards the end of the revolution. Um, because the years kind of overlap, because the revolution's end is a little bit nebulous. Um, there was the Shays Rebellion. Because we had the Articles of Confederation, which governed the United States of America at first. And we didn't have, you know, it was before Washington was president. So we had a constitution for, before we had a Bill of Rights. Um, things weren't very good. Things weren't going great at all. And because there was no enforcement and there were also really no laws. You couldn't really tell anybody what to do. Um, it was really, really bad. One of those one of the things uh, in it was that there was really no setup for paying the soldiers who had literally gave their lives, whether whether it was all of their lives, you know, as in dying, or gave their bodies and life and limb and everything, but still were able to survive the war. For this belief in the United States, for this belief of freedom and all that, 
well, they still need to get paid. They still need to get compensation of some sort. They still need to be taken care of. And they were all told, and they were all signed contract, and it was all documented. It wasn't just hearsay. It was all this, this, you know, it was all very formal. And they got nothing, and months had gone by, months had gone by, and they were starving. And these were not random people who started this rebellion. This was not something on an internet forum and shit. No, this was in the 1700s. These guys who had literally fought a war against the greatest empire the world has ever known got together and started the Shays' Rebellion and fought against the United States of America. Their demands were, get your shit together, basically. Pay us or we'll kill you. Kind of, but they had arms and they were willing to fight. I believe they took over an armory and everything. Um, it got so bad and shit got real scary that General Washington got called up and said, you need to figure this out. And he got the, they got the army together and marched down there and talked it out. As far as I'm aware, there was no fighting that took place, but he took the army as a show of force. Problem was, Washington knew that if they did start fighting, that things were not going to go well. Because he was not fighting traitors. This was not like the Civil War. The American Civil War. Where the Confederacy happened. These guys were not traitors. Um, these guys were not fighting for a difference in beliefs. These guys were not random people. These guys were not foreign a foreign power trying to take over. These guys were not ro- uh, loyalists or anything like that. These were soldiers who had some of whom who fought alongside Washington. Fought alongside many of the guys that he watched him brought with them in these wars or in these battles in this war. He said, You're gonna pay us. And you haven't paid us. You've broken all your promises. So we're literally going to take it. Or you can figure something out first. Either figure something out or we're gonna take it by force. We've already beaten the biggest empire the world's ever known. You think we can't beat you? We we beat the British with a ragtag group of, well, rednecks. You think we can't beat you? Washington knew it wasn't going to go well if it broke out because the, what were the chances that his guys were, weren't going to side with Shays? Because eventually, if that fight lasted long enough, they were going to start wondering, hey, am I actually going to get paid? Because they didn't get paid, and they fought this. They were wearing the same uniform I was. Luckily, that didn't happen. And luckily, because of this, emergency convention was called, and the Constitutional Convention was called, and we got the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and yada, yada, yada. Then our country got started officially, and then Washington was elected the first president under the Constitution, and we all know the story. But literally since the beginning of this country, our veterans have been left out in the cold. They literally had to threaten to go to war again just to get something done. Thing is, I still don't know if those guys ever got paid. That was not the last time. There have been many riots since then. One famous one was uh, the wage riot. Uh, what was it? Right before World War Two? 
30s, I believe, on the wage riots. I think it had to do with World War One veterans. I can't, I can't remember the exact specifics. I just know it was bad because things were looking bad overseas, and it wasn't really looking like we were going to have a standing military because the guys who were there weren't happy because they weren't getting paid. It was a riot that uh, broke out in D.C. So the, the military, the veterans, war heroes, not just regular veterans. You know, you can be a veteran and just be a diesel mechanic that never sets foot in enemy territory. And that's fine. You know, it's a, it's a good career. I mean, you know, it's not, not shaming you. You don't have to kill somebody to be a good person. In fact, many would say that not killing somebody is what makes you could you know makes you closer to being a good person. And no shame to soldiers that have had to do horrible things to do that horrible thing. Um, being a soldier does not make you a bad person or a good person. Being a veteran does not make you a bad person or a good person. Being a good person makes you a good person. Being a bad person makes you a bad person. Whether or not you got a flag on your shoulder don't mean shit in that terms. Because everybody enlists for different reasons. And there was a time where you got drafted and everybody got drafted and it didn't really fucking matter. Well, unless you paid your way out. But <laughs> it didn't really... There was a lot of bad people there. And the enemies got soldiers too. Saying that is... All that is to say is while veterans aren't a monolith... Even war heroes, even the ones that we all can agree are the best of the best, got left out. I've been left out in the cold. I've been homeless. Haven't been able to get proper medication or hospital care or any kind of health care. Now, there are some systems set up. There's the VA, which is a joke. Um, has been for a very long time. It's good that it's there, but it just it doesn't do enough. Um, and that could be overhauled and we could make it better. Um, but you know, a lot of talk, but there's a system that actually is helping some veterans and that is helping homeless vets. Um, it's a system that's existed for a while. Um, I'm trying to think of when it first showed up, but I do know that after World War II, they started doing this. I just don't know if anything predates it. I don't know if they gave them houses, but I know they built houses for veterans, and they would set up, they tried to set up communities for them. But now there's something called supportive, supportive permanent housing or permanent supportive housing for disabled veterans. But not everybody can get it. Um, though nowadays, that used to be worse, um, veterans still make up a decent chunk of the homeless population. It used to be a lot worse. You used to see a lot, you know, because it became a, it became a freaking, um, uh, like a stereotype, you see, it's like all the homeless people, you know, they're, vet, you know, Vietnam vets and stuff like that. And a lot of it was true. Because they wouldn't get taken care of. 
the government just wanted to use them like a piece of meat and then throw them away. If they didn't care about them, what made you think that they were going to care about anybody else? Any of the other homeless? But then, towards the end of the Bush years and then the Obama administration, they started really, really buckling down and trying to help homeless vets. And then that kind of got screwed up after the Obama administration. And then now I don't know what's going on. I think they're going to try to get it better, but I have honestly no idea. Hasn't been a hasn't even been a year yet, so you know we'll we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. But things got screwed up. But even after that, um, they still make up a decent chunk, and that percentage is a little bit unknown, as is the total amount of homeless people in the United States, though we do have an estimated number I'm going to get to here in just a second. But the reason I bring this up is that supportive permanent housing uh, for disabled veterans. Um, It's an idea that was brought up, not just for veterans, but kind of for everybody. But it was used for veterans. I don't know how you qualify for this when it comes to uh, being a vet. I don't know how hard it is to get. I just know it exists for some vets. And for these vets, it has done wonders. And it should be offered to every single veteran, whether they choose to make a career out of the military or not. Because a lot of things in the military, it's they treat you well if you make a career out of it. thing is, is not a lot of people live long enough to make it that way or are in good enough shape to make it a career. But also, the United States should take care of all of its citizens, and not just those who fight for it, but should especially take care of those who fight for it. Those who volunteer to fight. We can agree on whether or not they're fighting for the right things or whatnot, but, you know, people who enlist are not immune to propaganda. The same as us. They're also not immune to lies the same as us. You remember when we got told about all this false information about Iraq, those people were being told the same thing. We thought they were our enemy. It wasn't just, you know, it's not like everybody knew it was a lie. Some people did, but it was a very popular, very popular thing in America at the time. We wanted revenge. And we invaded the wrong country for the wrong reasons and fucked it up. And then fucked up Afghanistan and it's still fucked up. And then everything in the Middle East is fucked up because of us. And I'm pretty sure every single veteran involved in that wishes that they could change that. But a lot of good was done in spite of all that. Because if there's good people there, then good can be done and was done. Even if they should never have been there in the first place. And, never forget, we did get that son of a bitch, Bin Laden. And a lot of other horrible people that are planning to do horrible things. And we thank them for their service. And I truly do, and I am thankful for that. 
I just wish they were better taken care of, and I wish they weren't lied to, and I wish they weren't used as pawns by the both the government, political figures, and everybody. Because they're not pawns. They're people. And we tend to forget that. They're people. We like to forget that. Or we like to think we just make a fancy Bud Light commercial or a Budweiser commercial, and that makes up for... Everything. Forget that people fight these wars. People die in these wars. On both sides. It's people. We like to focus on the casualties the other side. And we should. There's a lot of civilian casualties. People that should never have died. But we also have to think that the people on the other side of that. When when we were doing the shooting. The people pulling the trigger didn't know that. They were just told they were the enemy and went with it. Because they would think, why would I be lied to? Why would we just kill random people? That wouldn't make any sense. Why would that do? Who would that help? And they find out later that they just killed a bunch of random people. point is, is a fucked up situation is fucked up and it's been fucked up since the beginning of this country, pretty much since the beginning of time. Just to clear my basis about veterans and the military before anybody wants to jump on me about that or, or anything. I can probably elaborate more on that in the future. But on homelessness, veteran homelessness, but homelessness in general... This information, which is freely available, you can just look it up, is, um, well, it's how to end homelessness in, the Amer- in America. You always see those things as how much money it would take to end world hunger, and it's kind of a figure, you know, it's like in the billions and billions, you know, whatever, but it's like, well, this probably only do it for like a year, and we don't even know if it would actually end world hunger, or this or that, blah, blah, blah. Or could we end poverty or this or that? And then there's all, of course, the old scripture. It's like there will always be the poor or in poverty and blah, blah, blah. And then that scripture gets taken out of context, usually used by people, horrific people who lack empathy and compassion to say that we should never, we should just straight up shouldn't help the poor because Jesus said that there will always be poor people, so fuck them. Um, I've actually heard that sermon. And people who preach that are evil. There will always be evil and sin, too. And then Jesus said, don't be evil and don't sin. You know, it, and then he, he also just died for our sins. And he did not die in vain. It's just we, it, weird, but, you know. People upset me. And if you think that's upsetting, you're really going to get upset by these numbers. So by ending poverty might quite literally be um, impossible. Whether on a local, state, federal, global level. Homelessness is a different story. Because homelessness is not poverty. You can have a home and live in poverty. I speak from experience. Um, having a home, a roof over your head, 
place to sleep, a place to be safe, to be warm, to be sheltered from the elements, is different from being impoverished. Now, poverty can lead to homelessness. Homelessness usually doesn't lead to poverty because, you know, you're already homeless, so you're probably already in poverty. But we could end homelessness. A lot of people usually say, oh, we can't do that. It's too expensive, this and that. Why should we just give them that? Blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm about to read you some numbers that are easily, easily available, easily researchable, that are going to blow your fucking mind, and you're going to sit there and wonder, why haven't we done this? Literally, why haven't we done this? Why hasn't this been a thing that we just did? It's simple. Stupidly simple. And it's cheap. So, according to estimates, there are at least 580,000 homeless people in the United States of America at any given time. Now, this number fluctuates, but this is likely an underestimation. Because of multiple factors. Because there's a bunch of hidden homeless people, both who live on cars and hotels and motels and all over the place. All kinds of stuff. But that's why it says at any given time, 580,000. But that's probably still a low ball number. However, it's still important to keep in mind. Because the United States knows... The U.S. government knows how much homelessness costs the government. Because, yes, homelessness does cost the government money. Because you have to take care of those people. Even if you're not sheltering them or caring about them or anything, you have to take care of the damage that's caused. Uh, hospital bills, the police, ambulances, firemen, everything Literally anything public safety-wise, um, not just public safety, but anything, maintenance, literally anything that has to deal with a homeless population, a homeless person, costs money. Um, especially when you start introducing more and more laws and city ordinances against them because you just get a stick up your ass and decide you hate the homeless, then it costs even more money to deal with homeless people. More and more money. But on average, for the U.S. as a whole, it costs about $35,578 per person per year. That's per singular person every year. And I said there's 580,000, at least 580,000 homeless people in the United States. So $35,578 per each of those 580,000. That equals in total $20,635,240,000 a year that the United States government, well, both the United States, United States, state, and local governments are spending every single year. And that's our money. That's your money. That's taxpayer money that's being spent on homeless people. Now, I know what you're thinking. This kind of sounds like I'm railing against homeless people. After all that preamble, that 20-minute long preamble that sounded like I was going to be on homeless people, it sounds like I'm railing on them now because I just said taxpayer money. No, I'm not about to do that. I'm just telling you how much of your money is being spent on letting people suffer. 
Because that's how much it is to let people suffer and to put spikes on benches and stuff like that. Oh, and by the way, when cities start putting spikes on benches and stuff like that and start treating them harshly and start giving out tickets and start doing all this horrible shit to homeless, the worse a city or a state treats its homeless, the higher this price gets. So this fluctuates based on the city and the state that you live in. But on average, it's around $35,000 a year. Or per person per year. But, you know, $20.6 billion tax dollars a year spent on doing nothing for the homeless, not actually helping them. a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of money. $20.6 billion. A year. And this is perpetual. Perpetually. So that means if... I don't know. I mean, what does it mean? I'm trying to get my thoughts together. I pull up my calculator. My freaking mind stopped. 20.6 right now. Every year. If the number stays the same every year, right? And then, what, times 10? It's $206 billion in a decade. That's $206 billion in a decade that's being spent on doing nothing. But making people suffer. Now you're probably thinking, well, what, what, what can we do? Aren't you suggesting that we help them and wouldn't that cost more? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Because it turns out that that thing I keep railing on about compassion and empathy and actually being a good fucking person. Um, and even though I believe that even if it does cost more, you're a fucking government and you have the money because you make up what the value is and everything, blah, 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 blah. I don't give a shit what they say. When they actually need to do it or do something they want to do, they change the rules. They do this all the time. But when they don't care, then they make up other bullshit. Um, turns out, though, it's not expensive. And I keep saying that these numbers are easily, easily available. You can look them up very easily with a simple Google search. It's been researched publicly and privately, including by the United States government. That's where I found these numbers. I did not have to do the math myself, except for the billion. I just had to add that up. I had to multiply the people by the per person number. But the other numbers I found very easily... It wasn't hidden in some document behind a paywall or some bullshit. No, it's just like there. The United States is very well aware of this. So you remember that supportive permanent housing thing I talked about with the uh, with the veterans? Well, I want to explain what that is. So that's not just giving someone a house for free. Um, it is that. Uh, well, not really a house. What can be a house or an apartment? A place to stay. A modest place to stay with all the amenities everything paid for, and no obligation. But it's even more than that. It also offers support in terms of counseling, health care, and so on and so forth. Also, job opportunities. There's no schedule you have to follow. It's not like you have to get up and do this every day, yada, 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 whatever. 
but it is a place for them to be safe and at home and have shelter. Now, this number is actually on the high end that I'm about to read because I've seen numbers on a state on state by state basis that are actually lower. But this is the U.S. average. To do that for every homeless person, it would cost twelve thousand eight hundred dollars per person per year. That number, by the way, is not on top of the thirty-five thousand. No, 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 no. That's just if we gave them a place to stay. So, you heard that right. $12,800. So, instead of spending $35,578 per person, we would instead be spending $12,800 per person. And instead... Of, instead of them sleeping on the streets and being treated like shit and dying and yada, 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 not only would they get a place to stay with a bed and TV and electricity and air conditioning and a stove and a kitchen and all that great stuff, they would also have therapy and all the, this great shit in the community. And all of that costs so much less than letting them die on the street and becoming a, and some of them becoming a danger to themselves and or others. The total figure for that cost, by the way, is $7.4 billion a year, or $7,424 billion a year. If we did that, not only would it be compassionate and the right thing to do, it would save us $13,211,240,000 a year in taxpayer money. So conservatives, you're always talking about saving money, saving money, and saving money, and how we should do this, and cut costs, and blah, 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 blah. Right there, every single homeless person in America, not just veterans. And by the way, we should house veterans. And homelessness, and also disabilities, and mental illness are something that affects veter- veterans incredibly highly. And it affects them, it hits them hard. But this is every homeless person. You did that. You saved $13 billion of our fucking money. It ain't your money. It is our money. And by your, I mean ain't politicians' money. It is our money. It's our taxpayer money. $13 billion right there that you save and get to use on something else. I don't know. Put that towards education or health care or anything else you say we don't have the fucking money for. Because right there, I just found $13.2 billion that we could save every single fucking year. By doing the right thing. It is cheaper to build a whole new fucking apartment complex and put people in it for free than to let them die on the streets. So either the United States chooses to waste $13 billion in taxpayer money every single year because they just love to waste money or they just hate the homeless. Which means they also hate veterans. 
There's some food for thought for you. $12,800 per person is all it would cost. Per person per year. That's less than half of what it costs for them to die on the streets. And just even tying this more into veterans, this has a parallel in war. Did you know that injuries... Um, so in casualties of war, if you really want to hurt an enemy, and by enemy I mean the entire enemy, not a singular enemy, if you want to hurt the enemy, you don't kill all of the enemy force. Now, if you could wipe out the entire enemy, then yeah, probably that, that would work. Uh, you probably don't need to do that. There's probably a lot of reasons why you should never do that. Unless we're dealing with like some weird, that weird thing from Ender's Game. But, and even that, that they pretty much tell you was wrong. But, so casualties don't always mean death. Casualties can mean uh, people being hurt. Also means death, but so on and so forth. But, if you're killing everybody on the other side... So if you get into a battle and you kill a bunch of people, or the more people you kill, you're actually doing them a favor. Because a body doesn't put stress on a military force or the country. Now, it puts, stre- it puts mental stress and it lowers morale in a lot of ways, especially towards those people's families because of course it does but you know what it doesn't do it doesn't overwhelm hospitals and triage yeah doesn't do that does it no it just has a bunch of bodies and in the time of like real hardcore war you're not really caring caring about the bodies all that much. I mean, you're going to go out and get them and try to do the best you can, but body's a body. But if someone's injured, you got to go get that son of a bitch and do the best you can and bring them back and do all that. And it's a pain in the ass. A good pain in the ass. I'm not saying they're not not necessary or not needed or anything like that, not to make it sound like that way. But in just putting it in just factual terms, it's a pain in the ass. It puts a lot of stress on an opposing force. And when you do that enough, you can break them down. And it also lowers morale, because instead of having just a bunch of dead bodies, which you can burn, they don't always do that. I don't think even our guys do that. But that used to be a thing, especially when you had high number of casualties, and especially if the enemy was the one dealing with the bodies. Um, Burn, there's just bodies. The morale goes down because, of course, the guys are gone, but you know what really brings morale down? Uh, your buddies come back missing limbs and other body parts, eyes and stuff like that. Guts hanging out, blood 
all, you know, all kinds of stuff, screaming, all kinds of stuff. That shit fucks you up. And you're shoulder to shoulder with all these guys, screaming and pain and everything. Now, those all a lot of those guys might die there, but they're not dead yet. That overwhelms everything. It takes away resources. Look what we went through in this pandemic going on, how hospitals are being overwhelmed. Not everybody who went there died, but they were taking up space, taking up rooms, and not everybody could get there, could get a get a room, could get space, could get treated. And a lot of people died because they weren't able to get into the damn hospitals because they were overflowing. Same basic principle. And imagine how much money that cost. Now, of course, you're not thinking about the money when you're thinking about horrible shit like that. But think about how much that cost. It costs a hell of a lot more money than funerals, doesn't it? Yeah. And also, it would be a lot cheaper just to, you know, not kill people. Or do that. But, but if you think about it, if you think about it, in a war, in a war situation... It's like you got a guy lined up on your sights. Now, you could either shoot him in the head, and you would kill him, and you would hurt his family, and it would be horrible, and you would have killed, taken someone's life and whatever, and it would just be awful, and you would have scarred everyone around you. But then they pick up that body, and they go away, and there's and it's that's over. Or you just shoot him in the knee. Hell, blow, blow out his other knee. He'll probably heal fine, but he's not coming back. And now he takes up a bed, takes up those resources, and yada, yada, yada. Now shoot out the other guy's knee and everything, and you just add that, add that, add that, add that, add that. Now as there's way more money spent, and he's taking up more resources and everything. But technically, that's the more compassionate move. You're not taking someone's life. You've taken them out of the battlefield. Hell, you've actually saved their life, because now they have less of a chance of getting killed. They're out of war. They're probably going to get to go home, but you've actually pushed out your cause, the cause of your army, your force, further. You've pushed your cause further towards victory by doing that instead of killing them, and that's the more compassionate choice. I know that took a while to get there, but in this sense... The more compassionate choice, which is just giving people free shit, actually cost a lot less money than doing sh- nothing. Nothing overwhelms our infrastructure and costs so much money, costs billions upon billions of dollars every year that we could be spending on something else. And there is no do-nothing approach because we're already doing nothing and it's costing us $20.6 billion a year. We should be doing something. We should be housing them. Give them fucking houses, and then we save $13.2 billion a year, and then let's go solve another fucking problem. Imagine how many problems there are in this country that could be easily solved like this, and it turns out we'd have to save money in the end. I'm almost betting climate change is one of them. Of course, that's a world problem. Like, we just turn out, oh, look, we saved money. Anyway. This ended up being a lot longer than I thought because the rant in the beginning. So, I got an idea to name, what, to name this. I think it's going to be a little clickbaity. What the America hates, hates its, <laughs> hates its vets. Ah, ah it's going to be a good one. 
What America hates its veterans and its homeless. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a that's a clickbait title right there. I'm gonna go with that one. Anyway, hope y'all have a blessed day, and I will see y'all in the next one, which which will be hopefully, unless I get fixated on something horribly depressive or depressing. It's gonna be a lot a lot more uh, lighthearted. I'm almost done with Metroid Dread, I think. I just got the gravity suit. Um, I'm playing through Dusk. I'm on. I'm on. I'm near the end. So instead of doing impressions video, I'll probably just do a review. Both of those are going to be fucking lighthearted and great. And then some more gaming stuff and entertainment stuff. So it's going to be. It's, it's going to be better. I know. I know it's been depressing lately. I understand. I've been depressed lately. Well, if you count 25 years as lately. Yeah, okay. Anyway, see y'all later.